0: It was Danny Dimes' day today against the Lions. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? Matt Derry with you. It is another episode of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day on a Wednesday, August 9th and a Thursday, August 10th. Thanks for making us your first listen and checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. Right here on Locked On Lions, day two of the Lions and New York football Giants going through their joint practice session. Better day for the Giants. We're going to talk about that coming up momentarily as the defense struggled against Daniel Jones. Also today. Contract details on Teddy Bridgewater. What does it mean? And what does it mean for the job that Brad Holmes has done to bring in his backup in here? We'll tell you about that coming up momentarily. Also, rookies definitely belonging. Some guys that both days here, Tuesday and Wednesday against the Giants, look the part of starters for this team as rookies. We'll get into that today coming up on Locked On Lions. We appreciate our everydayers out there who check us out each and every day. You can follow us on Twitter, or on X or whatever they're calling it these days at Dairy Speaks at Locked On Lions on Twitter, the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. We are on Threads at the Real Matt Dairy. And also, of course, you can watch us on our Locked Lions YouTube channel. We thank you for subscribing and checking us out and watching us for free on YouTube. Before I do anything today, um, and we apologize at some technical difficulties as to why uh, uh, this came out a little bit later here on uh, on Wednesday evening. Um, and uh, tomorrow Patricia Trana is going to join us, Locked On Giants. We will preview the uh, Friday night exhibition game. We'll talk about some guys on the roster bubble for both the Giants and the Lions, and maybe some guys that uh, the Lions could look at and pilfer away from New York and vice versa. Patricia Trana tomorrow right here on Locked On Lions. Uh, real fast, before I get to anything football-related, I want to make a comment here, and that is that uh, Jim Price... The longtime Tigers radio analyst who worked for years with Ernie Harwell and then for the last 20 plus years with Dan Dickerson passed away yesterday. Um, Jim Price is a really, really good guy. Not somebody I was very close with or knew very well. We had him on the 105.1 radio show uh, many, many years ago. And I spent most of the interview just saying the words, Racky Tack, Nice Area, Buggy Whip, Yellow Hammer. And I, I kept inserting them into questions to Jim to use the Jim Price isms because I thought it was funny. And Jim was a great sport about it. Um, Jim Price signed an autographed, uh, signed a Jersey for a friend of mine, Ray and wrote on there nice area, Racky tech Ray asked him to do it. And he did it. I want to say one thing though, there was a hit piece in today's Detroit news with a couple of paragraphs in there kind of ripping on Jim saying that maybe the Jim Price isms uh, got a little stale and, and, and and because he was, has been sick the last couple of years, Dan Dickerson had to kind of have uncertainty in the broadcast booth. It was complete BS, complete BS and a, and a bit of a hit job by the retired baseball writer down in Florida. This is why I, I, I rarely read the Detroit News. Justin Rogers does a great job, but this is the same newspaper that said nothing when Mozzie Smith got in trouble, says nothing about Chris Illich running his hockey and baseball teams into the ground. But yet a hit job, hit piece on Jim Price the day after he passes away, I, I thought it was absolutely atrocious. I'm getting that said. All that's all I'm going to say about it. Um, all right, Lions today. Yesterday we told you, and we heard from many people that were texting to me, and then I talked to some 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 buddies in the media and also inside the facility, and also um, you know just reading the tweets and the tea leaves. Uh, The Lions dominated Tuesday's joint practice with the Giants. It was awesome. It was great to see. The defense did a great job, and they really, really rattled Daniel Jones. Today, the teams got back out there for day two of joint practices, and Danny Dimes, all right, the Giants quarterback, completed five passes total Tuesday, five total. Today, he went 12 for 17 unofficially with five touchdowns. Lions secondary today looked lost. Uh, Other than Cam Sutton, nobody had a good day. Some of the young guys with some miscommunication, receivers wide open, tight ends like Darren Waller, wide open. It was not a good day for the Lions secondary. They looked like a unit that had not worked together. And again, this is is the thing that worries me about the Kansas City game. I think the Lions opening night against the Chiefs are going to play well. I think they're going to show up. I'm not ready to make a prediction just yet. We've got a a month to go here. But the thing that worries me is you've got new players like Sutton, like C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Emmanuel Mosley won't be ready, but he's going to be another new guy in the secondary. You've got Tracy Walker, who missed most of last season. A lot of new faces in that secondary having to gel against the best one-two punch in the league and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Today, Danny Dimes went off on the lions and Brian branch, the rookie had a struggle today. He's been very, very good so far, but not today. And like I said, other than cam Sutton, really nobody in the secondary uh, looked the part today. All right. You kind of had a feeling this was going to happen. It was shades of last year when the lions went to Indianapolis and absolutely laid a stink bomb on Tuesday against the Colts, only to bounce back on Wednesday and have a much better practice. You kind of knew Brian Dables team, this would happen, but what you don't like to hear about the Lions when it comes to just the defense is they did not get the kind of pressure, they did not have the kind of coverage and communication on the back end that they had yesterday. So not the end of the world. I don't think this is something that uh, we need to go crazy about, but it is something to talk about today in a sense that yesterday we lauded the team for how well they played and how physical they were, and the defense in the red zone, and all of these things. And then today, the Giants really kind of had their way with the Lions' defense. Lions' offense continues to be really, really good. All right, Both days, both practices, um, uh, this group had had it going on. And the one thing that I've been hearing from just about everybody is that no matter if Teddy Bridgewater is coming, not coming, Nate Sudfeld, whatever, Jared Goff, is ready to rock. Like Jared Goff is ready to play right now. And I don't think he's going to play in the preseason. I think that would be silly to even put him out there. You don't need to. He's a veteran. He's been around. No need to put him out there to to get him injured or anything like that. I I wouldn't even play him a series tomorrow. I wouldn't even play him a series against the Jags. Uh, For these joint practices, Jared Goff has looked very, very good. And um, the leadership is there. Talent is there, and you know what Jared Goff's playing for. He wants to prove a lot of people wrong. We talked about it the other day with the, him kind of blasting the local media a little bit about what they've been writing, what they wrote in the past, and how they don't have anything negative to say now. Jared Goff's playing for redemption and to get try to get back to a Super Bowl with another team after the Rams kicked him to the curb. He's also got a contract coming up in a couple of years, uh, and I think he's got something to prove. And he's just been – everybody I've talked to has just said – He's been fantastic. So that's a great sign as well uh, when you're talking about this Detroit Lions team. And again, day off tomorrow, uh, Friday night, 7 o'clock, Fox 2, and also on DetroitLions.com, they'll do their alternate broadcast. Uh, You can check out the action of the Lions and the Giants at Ford Field if you're not going to the game. And it's interesting. I've talked to a lot of season ticket holder friends who are all going. Nobody's, Nobody's sitting out the preseason this year People are using their tickets and going Friday and the next Saturday too when Jacksonville comes in for the uh, the 1 o'clock game. Uh, There's that kind of hype and excitement um, surrounding this football team. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes uh, on Friday night against the Giants. Uh, Some kicker news I want to get to, the Teddy Bridgewater contract um, and a couple of rookies that are really impressing. We will get to uh, all of that coming up next. But uh, first, got to tell you about our friends at Underdog Fantasy and their best ball mania that is going on. August is here. You know what that means, everybody. The official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft. No waivers. No trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every single week. Try it out with Underdog's best ball mania tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back, and it's even bigger, with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 bucks going to the winner. That's right. You can win $3 million. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July. So don't wait around. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. It's Underdog Fantasy promo code LOCKEDON. Check them out. Use that promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Patricia Trainer from Locked On Giants will uh, join me tomorrow. We'll do a little crossover here in the preseason and talk uh, with her. Very, very interested to hear uh, her her take on uh, some of the Giant players, some of the guys that might be on the roster bubble. A couple of guys on their offensive line. It could be, you never know, poached by the Lions. They're taking a look. It's one thing that Brad Holmes and his staff have done well. Don't tell me the personnel staff is not taking a look at some Giants players that may be on the bubble uh, for New York, that the Lions may be able to grab uh, come roster cutdown day. We'll see about that. By the way, Amani Oruwarie, and I never got this confirmed from media members, but a couple of fans heard uh, poor Amani, the former Lion, now Giant, just getting chirped the other day by... Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who was telling him he wasn't tough enough to be in Detroit and all of that, man, CJ can really uh, run his mouth. But you know what? Guy backs it up, led the league in interceptions last year. All right, Dan Campbell was asked before practice today about the rookies and who has stood out. And he he referenced like four or five of them. But there's two guys right now that totally, totally look the part right now of starters and players that are going to play so much this year um, that it, it it's almost like they're not going to be rookies. And the first one is Jameer Gibbs. The talk of today on a positive note for the Lions was a fourth and 18 play toward the end of practice where Nate Sudfeld threw a ball down the left sideline and Jameer Gibbs made an unbelievable one-handed catch. Turns out they called it that he was out of bounds, but still it was one of the best catches. People were telling me one of the best catches they've seen in years uh, down at the facility during during training camp or anything like that. Kid is special, and I was watching an interview he did with uh, Brad Galley from Channel 7, I think it was yesterday, got a lot of confidence, is is willing to learn, has gone under David Montgomery's wing, and David Montgomery, by the way, uh, who's a very, very good blocker and blitz pickup, has been working with Gibbs and and helping him with that. But this kid as a rookie is doing everything that they've asked him to do, running the football, uh, juking uh, defenders, catching the ball out of the backfield like I mentioned today, made that play on a wheel route, can line up out wide and do things special. Uh, Dan Campbell and the Lions staff know what they have in him. And look, I'll be the first to, to admit when he was drafted at number 12, I, I wasn't a huge fan of him. I'm like, what are they doing taking a running back? And the more you watch him, the more you you, you talk to folks within the building and, and and some of the beat guys, kids are already special. It's just a matter of how they're going to use him, uh, um, you know, how many reps he's going to get, and will he wear down by the end of the year? Because he's a rookie. But Jameer Gibbs is on his way and is going to be a major, major part of this offense. The other guy, too, is Sam Laporta. Uh, Go to DetroitLions.com. Watch some of the videos or some of those still pictures that they're putting out from these joint practices. And all you see is Laporta open and making plays, toe drags in the back of the end zone, beating linebackers, beating safeties to that to that back pylon, um, you know, posts. He doesn't drop a pad. he doesn't drop a ball. Sam Laporta is ready right now to step in. And I'm not saying all of a sudden just, you know, take over that TJ Hawkinson role, but I think he might just be better than TJ Hawkinson was as a rookie. And TJ Hawkinson had a really good career as a lion. All right. Did he live up to the billing of maybe being a top 10 pick? Maybe not. Did we always make fun of him for catching the ball and falling to the ground? Yeah, we did. But this kid Laporta is just ready to do this right now and could be a humongous steal for this Lions team in in round two. We may look back on this and go, how could any team have drafted any tight end ahead of Sam Laporta? Um, You know, I scoffed a little at his numbers at Iowa, but I, you know, you got to remember, too, how bad that Iowa offense is, how bad the quarterback play was. This kid's ready. And uh, Dan Campbell has said it, and it's it's been seen on the, uh, the last two days against a pretty darn good Giants defense. Um, Sam Laporta just seems to always be open. And if you're going to have two guys, Amon Ross St. Brown, let's say, lined up uh, in the slot on the left side on the third down, Laporta on the right side, and you've got two guys like that for Jared Goff that you know are security blankets, that's going to open things up for everybody else and going to make this offense even better. So that's exciting. All right. Branch has had a good camp. Roderick Martin's been good. Jack Campbell, we've talked about, but Gibbs and Laporta are, are studs already. And again, they haven't played a preseason game yet. They could get the regular season and drop passes and play and look like rookies, but I don't think they will. I think these guys are, are ready to do this right now. So that's, Very, very exciting if you're a a Lions fan. All right, uh, real fast on kickers. Riley Patterson is the only kicker in camp right now because no longer, by the way, John Parker Romo, but Parker Romo, that's it, just Parker Romo. um, uh, His wife just uh, gave birth to a baby, so he's been gone from the team. Today, Riley Patterson, seven out of eight uh, field goals, which is good, only missing from 51 yards out. So you have to figure right now he's got a, no pun intended, leg up on the competition until Parker Romo comes back. But uh, as of right now, Riley Patterson had a good day today, only missing from uh, 51 yards out and otherwise going seven out of eight in uh, field goal attempts. All right. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater contract details from Adam Schefter. Why I think the Lions got a really good deal here. Very good deal compared to some of the other backup quarterbacks. This was good. We will talk about that coming up next. I've been telling you, though, uh, uh, folks, though, for the last few months about the drink of summer. And that is Marg's, margaritas in a can. They are fantastic. Go to sipmargs, dot scom Go to sipmargs.com and uh, find a retailer nearest you. These things are better than high noons. They're better than uh, uh, anything else that you're getting that's, that's light, these seltzers. No, no, no. Get yourself some Marg's and check it out for yourself. I've been drinking the Coconut Sparkling Margarita, and they are fantastic, all right? They got the spicy one. They got the regular mango um, coming a cool, just, you know, easy to, to carry packaging box, take it home with you. Um, I always go to the Nino Salvaggio's right there on uh, Hall Road and Romeo Plank and get my Margs. SipMargs.com. You gotta be 21 years or older, of course, to purchase. Please drink responsibly and check out Margs. All right, details came out earlier today from Adam Schefter uh, from ESPN um, on the Teddy Bridgewater contract. Teddy Bridgewater is signing with the Lions on a reported, according to Schefter, one-year deal for $5 million with $2.5 million guaranteed. I thought it would be a little bit more. I figured the Lions would have to uh, pay a little bit uh, more of a freight to get Teddy Bridgewater. But think about this for a second. Um, I don't know what other offers he had. I don't know if he was holding out for more, but uh, you've got a couple of guys like Marcus Mariota, Andy Dalton, who both will be making the same amount of money as Teddy Bridgewater. They are both backup quarterbacks um, making about $5 million for this year. So that's comparable. Wouldn't you say to Teddy Bridgewater, Tyrod Taylor is getting five and a half million dollars this year in Buffalo to back up Josh Allen. So that's, what $500,000 more than Bridgewater's getting guy like Sam Darnold, who thinks he may have a shot at the Niners starting job. If Purdy's not healthy, Lance is not healthy. All those things. Darnold got four and a half million dollars from the Niners with three and a half million guaranteed. Darnold's going to get more guaranteed money than Teddy Bridgewater. Who would you rather have as your backup quarterback, Sam Darnold, who yeah, lit up the lions a little bit last year in Carolina, but or Teddy Bridgewater. Myself, I would take Teddy Two Gloves over Darnold. So that's a pretty good deal for the Lions. They were smart with their money. Uh, they, they are still under the cap, which is good. There's other teams that probably could not have spent on a guy like Bridgewater if they wanted to upgrade a backup quarterback. So getting him for $5 million with half of that guaranteed is a good deal. And again, it's it's a shrewd move by Brad Holmes. Um, the Lions have created an opportunity for Bridgewater <clears throat> to compete with Nate Sudfeld, who looked, by the way, a little bit better today <clears throat> in practice than he has recently. But you know, Sudfeld knows come next week Bridgewater is coming into town, so they're going to they're going to battle it out for the backup job. But you have to figure based on this money, and again, Sudfeld's only making about 1.6 million this year. Bridgewater is going to be the backup, unless he just looks god awful and. Can't do it. He's going to be the backup. But um, I like the move. I said that the other day, and I think the contract is fair. I think that's a you know, put him on a one-year deal. You know, Bridgewater's probably probably thinking hey, if something happens to Jared Goff and I come in and play well, maybe I can earn starter money and become a starter somewhere else next year. Um, but one at one year at five mil with two and a half guaranteed, I think is a good deal, especially for a guy that has proven. He's won games in the past. That's a premium position at quarterback. You've got to have a, a steady you know, leader of the ship if, if something were to happen to Jared Goff, who, by the way, has been very, very um, dependable and reliable from a health perspective the last two years. I'll knock on some, some wood here. All right, that'll do it for a Wednesday edition of Lockdown Lions. Thanks for checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. Again, tomorrow, we'll do a little crossover with Patricia Trina from Locked on Giants. Thanks, everybody.